0: Hello everybody and this is another episode of As Explained.
1: My name is Willie, and I'm Rovic and uh, thanks for joining us. As always we're very excited to be doing this uh, and in fact today it's an episode that we've been uh, looking forward to doing for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, if some of you remember I am uh, a 25 year old just starting working and one of the biggest questions that I have scratching my head is uh, what is CPF? Where okay. is all this money going? Sure. Uh and what is basically happening to it.
0: So Roving we'll has kindly review his age, but unfortunately <laughs> I'm
1: not going to do that because sure. uh yeah. I'm just older. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the experience that you can basically share because I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions today. Okay. And hopefully you okay. have some kind of answers about that. Okay,
0: sure. Right. I'm well well as what we always do, I try to now share the video right now.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, and, and while maybe the...
0: Rovi, and while I'm sharing, maybe Rovi, you can talk to them, talk to our uh, audiences. What exactly we're going to be talking about today? Yes, and specifics, and then later on we can get right into it. Yeah. How's so,
1: that? so we're basically going to start with the history because uh, I think a lot of us have asked, where has CPF come from? Is it uh, Singaporean government thing? Is it a PAP thing? Uh, we have. The answers about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the different accounts. So, what's the ordinary account, the special account, and the Medi uh, Medi Save account? Uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the controversies. So, those of you who uh, uh, have been paying attention to the news, you may know of Roy Nien and some of the controversy he made, where he made allegations that the CPF money is disappearing. Uh, we addressed that. Uh, we eventually proved that that's not so true, uh, or rather not so true based on what the court says, uh, but we'll, we'll look at that as well. We'll, just look,
0: we'll look at the mechanisms actually, where does your CPF money actually go to, yep. uh, And how exactly it's being uh, channeled into different areas, and how do you get your interest, I mean, how does Singapore, right. does the CPF actually earn money for us so that uh, we get those returns? Right, when get I mean, one, of, one is- of the
1: things that I always hear about the CPF is that it's basically a golden goose, right? You put your money in it, and you'll be assured that there'll be a golden egg. Uh, coming out later on.
0: Oh, but some people think that when you go in, you can't take it out anymore. Right. So it really is uh, quite a split reaction, uh, I suppose, from different individuals and yeah. how they view uh, contributions to the, towards the CPF. I think we've, it has good intentions, but I think some people believe that it's a mechanism for evil or something like this. Right, but but for we, the government to take our money. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right? Um, so let's just, just jump into it.
0: Okay, but before we jump right in, Guys, today's topic is about CPF. If you have any questions, or if you want to say something about CPF, please put it right in the comments. Uh, We will try our best to actually answer your questions on CPF with our limited knowledge. But whatever research we have today, we will share it with you.
1: Yeah. So maybe
0: that's right. Jump right in right now about CPF. Come on, history, and maybe how does it work? Come
1: on. Right. right. All right. Well, well, let's do the definition. So CPF stands for Central Provident Fund. Okay. and it's basically a compulsory uh, savings plan mm. that every working Singaporean and PR basically has to subscribe to to fund their retirement. Okay. Uh, it also additionally supports healthcare and housing needs, uh, and it's basically tied to uh, your employment. So uh, mm. both your employer and you have to contribute a mandated amount to the fund, uh, and it is administered by a government body called the CPF board. Uh, And this is a statutory board under the MOM or the Ministry of Manpower.
0: Oh, it's Uh, under the Ministry of Manpower. Yeah, so not the Ministry of
1: Finance, which is what some people think, but under Manpower because it's considered like tied to Mm -hmm. manpower needs, labor needs Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Uh, It's what I understand from this and this is, again, going back to my social studies education and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Singapore is huge on encouraging savings. Okay. And the CPF is like one of those ways where like savings is something that it gets you to do so that, uh, yeah, people don't end up in a place where they have no money. Uh, I, I found a survey online, which kind of provides some context. HSBC did a survey, uh, of retirees and they found 41% of retirees regret that they did not start to save before age 30. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm age wait, wait. Before age thirty, the start
0: of age thirty. So so so, people, it, so so if they if they save after thirty, does it count?
1: Uh, if they start after thirty, I don't really have the data about whether they regret it or not. Oh, oh regret. Oh, yeah. Forty-one percent of
0: retirees regret they did not save. Yeah.
1: Before the age of thirty. Exactly.
0: I, I I guess I'm just one of them. I guess. did you did you save before 30 it was tough when i started out business right everything went into the business right you were a business owner so that's also
1: a conversation that we'll have okay uh but but basically like as a 25 year old the questions i'm asking myself are like where do i put my money how do i make sure that i'm getting good finances financial returns uh and most importantly how do i make sure that i'm not losing
0: money? well it seems like you're gonna get a hit set right now right (laughs) and
1: hopefully doing this podcast uh gives me the knowledge uh, for, for and, and the noise from my peers as well. I think okay. that's a big part of it. All right. Um, uh, let's, yeah.
0: let's jump right into the history of CPF.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> the CPF was actually started uh, not by the Singapore government. Okay. Exactly. It was oh. actually started oh, by British colonial authorities. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was started in 1955, uh, again, as a saving scheme to assist workers to provide for their retirement uh, without introducing what is the pension. So a pension is actually uh, the alternative to uh, a savings scheme where it's actually more about uh, uh, employer-funded uh, or maybe even sometimes national pension, right? It's just okay. tax-funded uh, uh, payouts to people. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than doing all of that, uh, wow. the authorities in Singapore say, why don't we create a savings scheme where you kind of fund your own retirement? I see. Uh, so
0: you you're saying <coughs> that, uh, that pension systems are actually more costlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's up for debate. I think a lot of people uh, exist who favor the pension system, uh, but yes, the pension system is reputed to be unsustainable, especially if you don't have a good. Uh, population. Uh, it keeps growing, I suppose, right? right. To be
0: able to fund uh, the, the generation before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
1: if you have too many uh, people in the older generations and uh, too many, too little young people, mm-hmm. uh, these people are basically paying the taxes and funding uh, the, the older generation. Right, so that's right. unsustainable. Right. So uh, back then, the CPF only earned a nominal rate of return. Uh, and over time, it was basically expanded. Okay. Uh, 1968, it started covering housing expenses. 1984, it started covering medical care expenses. Oh, okay. And 1986, there was an investment option. Uh, and and by this point, this is this is all uh, uh, the PAP and, and, and the Singapore government. So it seems like the CPF
0: expanded in its... In its scope. In its scope, right? So it was primarily for retirement. Yep. And then it became... Like you can buy houses with it,
1: right? I mean, it go. And, it became the go-to Singapore bank account. Right. Right. And so they
0: can do medical, and then after you can do investments, where exactly. you can do investments with this investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, they introduced what is uh, controversially uh, thought of uh, the minimum retirement sum scheme. A lot okay. of people have. Uh, issues of this, and we'll talk about that later. Right, right. Uh, that was introduced in 1987, and that basically, and in a summary, says that you need to have a minimum sum in your bank account for you to get payouts
0: by the time you retire. By the time you right. retire, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. and then there was uh, MediShield Health insurance uh, mm-hmm. introduced in 1990, that's uh, covered by a, by by basically what's in your Medisave account. Right, right. Uh, and that uh, supports what in Singapore is called basically universal healthcare. So right. uh, this basically means that, and we'll talk about this again, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that we talk about, I realize, mm, uh, but mm. that basically covers uh, basic healthcare for all Singaporeans. Um, yeah, and so there's a lot more that happened over time. Uh, the initial starting amount, uh, contribution amounts, back in 1955 was 5%. Okay. So uh, employers and uh, employees, both had to contribute 5%. That number has since increased by a lot.
0: Wait, 5% each or 5% together? Uh,
1: it says both employees and employers contributed 5% of an employee's pay. So I, I assume... I suppose it's both. Yeah, So yeah, suppose it's both combined. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it was progressively increased to 25% uh, over time in, until 1985. Right now, both it's, employers? Yeah.
0: Oh, you, you know what? I think it's 5% each oh yeah yeah i think it's like uh, and then increase to 25 percent for
1: both employers wow. and employees so, in 1985. wow that's a lot actually. yeah it was cut again in 1986 during a recession that, uh,
0: i think to spur some form of uh,
1: recovery for businesses yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh and employers currently contribute three fewer percentage points of salaries over 750 dollars for employees up to 55 years old
0: okay so it means that now you are putting 25 percent in the employer plays 22%? Okay, we will yeah. get to the number, the current numbers right now. Yeah,
1: so the, there's going to be a lot of numbers going out. Uh, keep track. Uh, and if you want to pay, you want to keep track in a better way as well, open up the CPF website because uh, mm. these numbers are going to be there. So
0: so, so we kind of know that um, the government actually fluctuates the contributions for the employers, especially during financial crisis. Yep. And I think that that is really to help improve uh, the economy or rather... Uh, to To help
1: businesses survive exactly, I mean and... so historically there 's a precedence for it, which is the mm. most important thing um, we 're going to take a pause now and ask any of our viewers if you have questions about the CPF uh, or any uh, insights actually the CPF is such a, a complex animal yeah. uh, that if you 've come across some tips uh, tricks or uh, insights, put it in the comment section comment section right there uh and it could be it could be actually this way right Maybe. yeah exactly oh, yeah. uh where we're navigating Depending, our camera yeah. <laughs> um but yeah put it there and 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 let's talk about it because i, I think a lot of us want to have a conversation about this.
0: sure another thing is if you just want to say hello to us and if you notice know something different about us today and you just say hey
1: willie you have really small eyes or something that's fine yeah. there's me. a wave there's yeah. a wave sign there <laughs> click on it and we'll know you're being friendly yeah and
0: thanks thanks for joining us tonight
1: yeah now let's move on yeah. All right. So let's talk about the different accounts in okay. the CPF.
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: accounts. so there are three main accounts in the CPF. Okay. Uh, and I was quite excited because I got my first CPF contribution recently mm. and I opened up my CPF account. I was like, Oh, there's money there. Uh, but, uh, employees and employers are required to make monthly contributions to three accounts. Okay. The first is the ordinary account.
0: Okay, ordinary. I feel ordinary. Okay, ordinary right. account.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a lot of terms here that don't actually have a lot of meanings. Okay. Ordinary just means ordinary. Okay. Uh, Oa, uh, basically. Oh it's, my! It sounds yeah. very We yeah. Abbreviate everything. Exactly. Oh no. Uh, it's used for housing. It pays for CPF insurance investment and education so that's the ordinary account
0: housing cpf insurance investment education yeah so if you want to
1: think of the cpf as uh they they keep clarifying that they're not a bank but if you want to think of it as a bank this is basically your main account okay Uh, this is the account where you do most of your transactions from
0: i guess i guess it's it it is some form of saving for retirement or some form of heading towards that because if you pay for a house you, could, you can sell it away next time sure. and then you can use that for retirement as sure. well so i think sort of like tight as well
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 um there's also the special account so the okay. sa uh, yeah. and this is used for old age and investment in retirement related financial, financial products, products. so mm. the key thing here uh and we were just talking about this Willie. Uh, the thing about the special account is that that money is locked
0: Okay. So, yes, that's
1: right. So for the OA, for example, uh, you can use that to uh, apply for HDB. Mm. Uh, you can u- for for housing. Uh, you can use that for like uh, workforce credits and all this kind of stuff. Uh, education credits. Uh, but a special account that's once you put once you transfer money from anywhere into that account. Uh, you can't touch it until you're retired. I
0: see. So ordering accounts much more flexible, Yep. right? Housing, insurance, investment, education. Exactly. A special account is really for retirement. Yeah. And once you put it in, you can't get it out yeah. until you retire. Exactly. And okay. so you need to have
1: that mindset when you use a retirement account, uh, when you use a special account that, hey, this is the money I am locking away right. until my retirement age. Uh, and, and tell us what the third is. And the third is basically, so, in my opinion, in my opinion, actually the most important one. Okay. Uh, the MediSave account, uh, and I actually really, the more I travel and the more I've been to different countries, I really, really appreciate having some kind of healthcare benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MediSave account is basically that. So the third right. account is the MediSave account, M-A, and it's used for hospitalization and approved medical insurance. Cool. So this is an account when you go into the hospital. Uh, that the government will tap into to pay for some of your basic medical needs.
0: Right. And all of this is essentially the combination of your pay plus employee's contribution into these three different accounts.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the OA and SA is combined to form uh, the retirement account, so the RA. So we we have four A's right now, right? OA, our ordinary account. Okay, OA. SA, SA, special account. Right. These two combined form the retirement account. Okay. Uh, and then altogether, uh separate, there's this thing called a Medisave account. Okay. Uh, but this is all under your CPF. Cool. Uh, and so the RA, cumulatively, is what people kind of look at to see, am I really ready for retirement? Uh, am I good to go uh, once I say I'm in retirement? But, right. You know, uh, and the next one, of course, is the MediSafe account, right? Yeah. So okay. the, the, the Medisave account uh, is also important, but... The money that goes there is more or less locked only for medical needs. Right. Um, right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So even even when you retire, you can't touch your medical account. Mm-hmm. That money stays there to continue paying for medical needs. Um, uh, medical emergencies. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. So uh, the CPF savings earn uh, interest, which mm-hmm. is which is a good thing about it. So this is money that actually accumulates uh, value for you uh and and that's why a lot of uh, a lot of singaporeans who, who are big advocates of the cpf they say look this is guaranteed uh 2.5% 2. 2.5% 2. in your oa mm-hmm. so in your ordinary account you have 2.5% right but if you decide to take your money out and put it in the sa you get uh what is uh, right now 4% okay uh and your medisave as well accumulates 4% so basically um you have you have assured interest, and you have four percent for uh, special and Medisave, and you have 2.508. So these cool. are these are actually good rates compared okay. to the interest rate that you'll be getting uh, in your bank. Okay. Uh, there is also this additional caveat uh, for the first sixty thousand in your combined CPF balance, uh, with up to twenty thousand from your ordinary account, you will earn an extra one percent interest oh, on that right. base amount. Mm-hmm. So. So these are good numbers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, unless someone wants to dispute it, <laughs> let me know. Uh, like I said, I'm just starting out my financial awareness. Uh, but are those good amounts, Willie? Really?
0: I think so. I mean, if you're guaranteed 2.5%, maybe on the low side of certain investment instruments that are available outside. But if you say it's guaranteed, yeah, then that's a different story altogether. Yeah,
1: and we'll talk about how they're guaranteed.
0: Right. Uh, and if you're saying 4%, Guarantee for I mean the special account or any other or any of the other accounts that's actually pretty pretty cool I mean no investment that I know right now has a guarantee clause for people right yeah I mean that they they will have a disclaimer and say that hey you know what uh, market forces may change certain things right so if the government says that it's going to be guaranteed. But then I suppose that's a different story altogether.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like guarantees. Oh, you like guarantees? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it depends on... My, your my depends risk profile <laughs> tends to be more in favor of, of money assured, I would money say. Money assured, I see. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, well, it depends on your risk appetite. Some people exactly. like risky investment products. They they want to win big as well. They don't mind take the fall. That's good for them. Hey, that's nobody good. wants to lose, man, right? No one <laughs> wants to lose.
1: Uh, why don't why didn't you talk about the contribution rate? Okay, sure.
0: So as of 2018, the employer's CPF contribution is 70% for those up to the age of 55 and decreases to 7.5% for those 65 and above. So I suppose that is, in my opinion, uh, could be that uh, the government is trying to um, encourage people to continue hiring older workers as well. Sure. Because, because um, although the contribution for um, the seniors might be less, but they actually become more viable for businesses to hire them as staff as well. Exactly. So that could, yeah, be, that, that, that could, be, that could be, I mean, as a business owner, that's how I would think. Yeah. I mean, that, that would really encourage me to say, hey, I have some savings and I don't mind hiring these individuals. That's well. an interesting perspective.
1: Yeah. I actually was thinking about it the other way. And I was like, huh, that's a decrease. Uh, but now I get what you're saying right, about, about yeah. encouraging employability.
0: Right. <coughs> I mean, if not, I mean, I mean uh, companies would then have no incentive to want to hire exactly. of course, companies are not charity cases. Right. Exactly. So it's really tough, yeah. but, but I, I, okay. So that's 17% for employers. Now the employee contribution is 20% up to the age of 255. And when you're 55 to 60 years old of age is 13% and above 60 to 65% percent
1: Right. Yeah. And, so, then, and then it goes down even more. And decreases
0: increases 5% for those uh, 65 and above. Yeah. Right. I suppose is trying to also help them to unlock more cash. Mm-hmm. When, as they as they are going into a senior age, again, can
1: really use it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because really, because at that point, you kind of you'll need money for so many things, right? Like you'll need most importantly probably healthcare. Yeah. Uh, but also like you want to be able to enjoy the later years. Of yeah. Time. And
0: those pesky grandsons will keep asking you for Ang pao. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to give that man. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. I
0: suppose that's why they are actually releasing it. But nonetheless, these are the contributions for this time. Uh, I mean, if you are below a certain age, it's really seventeen percent. Uh, for the employers and 20% right. for employees. I, I suppose people at your age group would be, what, what, how much am I contributing from this? This is the sort of like the numbers. Yeah, if yeah. If you're yeah. much older, then it's really much less. Are you Are you contributing 5% yeah. right now? Is that
1: am 55 I... and above? <laughs> <laughs> Stop revealing my age. <laughs> no. And I... the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, the key number here, and I think we kind of gloss past this, is that uh, the retirement age according uh to the government or rather uh the age at which uh cpf kind of you, you get to draw money out is 55 okay right so so 55 is a magic number one of the many magic numbers uh within the cpf mm-hmm. uh, but 55 is is the age at which uh things change right yeah so that's like the
0: first trench in which you can draw out exactly your, your money is right exactly and then i suppose the next age would be
1: 65 uh, 65 is where numbers start changing again right yes. i see i see uh, but 55 is a big number that everyone kind of is, is starting to look forward to and then uh, mm-hmm. their goal is to basically uh start getting money out.
0: right uh, maybe you can tell us more about how this entire repayment uh, retirement payment thing how am i going to Right. why why i mean we talk about contributing money how am i gonna get money out and how does it help me when I hit a certain
1: age, right. So this is something interesting I found out. Basically, uh, there are two key aspects to your retirement uh, payments that okay. you get from CPF. The first is what is called the retirement minimum sum, right? Uh, and that basically means that every person
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a CPF account is expected to set aside minimum sum of CPF savings in their retirement account. Okay. So RA. Right. OA and SA together remembering that that's uh, the combination of OA and SA exactly all right uh, upon reaching 55 so basically uh, all the savings that are in the OA and SA would be transferred to the RA uh, and money that is x ex- in excess of the uh, of of the minimum sum uh, as well as your medi save minimum sum so the medi save minimum sum is kind of taken Wait, you
0: you mean uh, RA as a sum of OA and SA uh, is that it is essentially what contributes to this term called the Minimum Sum. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh,
1: you would be allowed to withdraw that amount of cash. Uh, How much? So anything that's excess of the Minimum Sum. Oh, Oh. yeah, I see. I yeah. see. Oh, OK. So that's a good amount, right? right you just right. get to take that wholesale out. Oh, OK. Uh, it, or rather that's an option for you. Right, uh, right. Another key thing about the CPF actually is that it gets very complex because you have a lot of options. Okay. Uh, which is quite ironic based on some of the things you will read online where they'll say the CPF gives us no options, mm-hmm. uh, but actually there, there's a deluge of options that, that you kind of have to deal with. Uh, so it's the complexity of these options, right? I mean, exactly. it's uh, maybe people don't really have that
0: education or really to understand those complexities. But Bro. you know what? We'll find out. It, yeah, we, it took as me as a delve, long time to get around it As we delve this. into it, you'll see the complexities.
1: Yeah. So if you have insufficient savings, then, uh, for example, your property that you buy, so housing, okay. will be pledged to make up, up to half of the minimum sum. Uh, and you would basically, from the minimum sum, receive a monthly stipend uh, of your RA uh, at the start of your drawdown age, until it's depleted. So one of the key controversies about all of this, is that people keep complaining that the minimum sum keeps increasing. Okay. So it's like a moving goalpost, right. right? If I'm at 25 and you tell me my minimum sum is X amount, right. and I work hard and I put all my money in, and then maybe 10 years before you tell me, oh, I've increased my minimum sum, I'm going to be quite frustrated because that means that I have to uh, figure out how to get so much more money in just so that uh, I can start drawing out my right, money. Right,
0: right, right. Uh, Definitely.
1: Hopefully, I would have saved more than enough by then uh that is my goal Uh, Mm um but but i can understand people who uh, go through difficult circumstances Mm -hmm. uh who maybe have not got a head start Uh, people who who literally don't have that opportunity to to make that access
0: uh, so what happens to those people when they hit the the minimum i mean when they hit the h and they can't um for example meet that
1: minimum sum what happens I think one of the things that I've been reading is that they have to keep working. Oh, okay. Right? So they have to keep working, keep getting ways to put money in. They can top up Mm. and put it, if they have cash, Mm. they can put that cash straight in. Right. Um, What I'm seeing
0: is that if you don't have enough savings in the retirement account, of course, the combination of both OA and SA, uh, your property will be automatically pledged to make up exactly so half of the yeah minimum sum
1: right so so we we talked about that uh where Mm. where it does consider if you use your cpf to Mm. buy your house uh Mm. your public house then then yeah you can basically uh pledge that as you know what would you call it asset Asset, right yeah yeah so the reason for why The uh, minimum sum has been increasing over the years is to account for inflation, longer life expectancies, Mm -hmm. uh, and all of these things basically uh, are are justifications that have been given. So, uh, numbers that we can look at, CPF Mm -hmm. members who turn 55 between uh, 1st July 2014 and 30th June 2015, they only need to set aside a minimum sum of 155k uh, in their RA and 40.5k in their Medisave account. Uh, so, if you don't meet those numbers, for example, right, like we said, then you have to figure out uh, which... how you top it up, right, to yeah, so exactly. continue
0: working. Yeah. I suppose that's that, that's actually the part where people get really um, kind of cheesed off as well. Yeah. Um, but really, sometimes, if you don't contribute, I think I think it's, um, it's a process of meritocracy. But I think the government has also certain, uh, uh, or rather the CPF component has certain safety nets, right? right, to also not forget people who really can't meet these marks as right. well. Uh,
1: so, of- so something else I actually realized mm-hmm. we made a mistake. Okay. what is Uh, it? so remember previously we said that 55 was the big number. Okay. Uh, it's right. 55 is a big number for you to hit your target amount. Right. Uh, but you only actually start getting to draw out your money from 65. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so your drawdown age, uh, so, so the 55, Age is still important for you to hit your minimum sum, mm. but you can only start taking money out at 65. Okay, uh, so those are two different numbers now mm. uh, the minimum sum amount and your retire and your drawdown age. Cool, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And that yeah. number
1: was actually delayed. So uh, previously, it used to be 60, now it's 65. Mm. Uh, and, and the numbers so far say that uh, currently, based on the 2016 numbers, for the cohort to reach age 55, yeah, so the people who all was supposed to meet the minimum sum by then, only 53% of those who are active members met, met the, the minimum, minimum sum. sum. So there are 47% of people who did not meet the minimum sum requirements right. according to the CPF. Right. That's, that's actually really, really sad mm. and unfortunate. These, these people need to work harder. They need to figure out ways to, to transfer wealth into their CPF account just so that they can access yeah. the savings that they've been accumulating over time.
0: I suppose so. Yeah. Anyway. I know that some people were joining us uh just joining us. Hello, hi everyone. Thanks uh, I've uh, from this guy who Ivan, one of my good friends. Oh yeah. saying I love CPF. Hey Ivan. I can use it to buy properties. <laughs> yeah, we definitely covered that just now. Yeah. You can use your ordering account to pay for your property investments, uh, property uh, down payments and 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 really uh, that's, that's how you can use your ordinary account. Exactly. Thanks for thanks for shouting out. Really appreciate it. Now so, maybe let's continue talking about more about um, what exactly are the different uh, retirement payment systems as well. Yeah. Uh, there's this thing called CPF Life.
1: Right. What is that? So CPF Life. Uh, remember how I said if you have an excess of uh, your minimum retirement sum. Right. Uh, you get to just take all that money out. Okay. And another option that you can do is that you can basically swap it into what is called CPF Life, which is an annuity plan. Okay. So. If you have at least 40,000 in your retirement account at 55 Mm -hmm. or 60,000 at 65, you'll be asked to select an annuity plan. And this is how you basically get income for life. Right. Um, So that basically means that you get monthly payouts uh, depending on factors such as your gender, age, uh, your uh, RA savings and uh, CPF interest rates and mortality rates and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're not on CPF life, uh you can either keep the money in your RE and continue accumulating that that good interest uh or uh or basically join it right, right so right. so you have those two options okay uh it improves on, upon the reti- retirement minimum scheme mm. because those payouts only last about twenty years uh the c p f life is supposed to last much much longer mm. uh, up to basically the point where where you die. <laughs> it says that
0: no minimum pound, no minimum amount of uh, retirement, uh, retirement, what is that? Retirement An account, account, savings will be needed to join CPF Life. That's uh, However, the monthly payout depends on the retirement savings.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so basically, it's supposed to give people a much easier way to access their retirement account. Right. So previously, like I said, uh, under the under the regular mm. minimum retirement sum scheme, you have a minimum sum, you have an excess, you can draw out that excess, mm. everything else that is in a minimum sum, that gets dispersed to you over 20 years. So if you don't hit the minimum sum, you still can get an annuity. Exactly. Wow, that's but, okay. But the amount you get is uh, a, it's factor. Dependent as a yes. factor of what, how exactly. much you
0: actually have in the savings as well. Exactly, but okay. you have to,
1: you, you kind of have to opt or choose uh, what are the, the options available? Exactly. So
0: even, I mean, even if the uh, the age 55 in 2016 batch, right? Yeah. Uh, only uh, 53% actually meet the minimum sum, 47% didn't, but they still can access their retirement fund. Exactly. Right. And uh, it's just that really it's the degree of how much they're receiving yep. uh, per month. So essentially they, they at least have some way of surviving and receiving money uh, as an annual T. Uh, exactly. Okay. And, and
1: more importantly... Uh, a lot of people tend to think that these are the only options. You actually have a third option, uh, which is if you have an insurance company right. uh, that provides you with a separate life annuity, yeah. you can basically exempt yourself from joining the CPF life scheme okay. and a minimum sum scheme. Right, right. So basically, that is considered part of uh, your retirement plan <coughs> and the CPF board kind of adapts to it. uh there are basically i'll I'll very quickly talk about the different kinds of cpf life plans Mm -hmm. Mm uh there are there are a lot of different uh uh, uh, plans and sums basically you have to think of it in terms of three kinds of plans okay there's a standard plan standard plan basic plan basic plan and escalating plan (laughs) sounds like something just escalated. they don't they basic and standard (laughs) don't but the escalating kind of does indicate something about what the plan is. The standard plan is actually for yourself. Okay. So if you want to get more money out okay. early on, uh, you basically choose a standard plan and get that, that gives you a good amount of, uh, of payout monthly. Uh, it does mean that you'll draw out from your, your CPF account, your RA, yep. much faster. Yep. And so when you die... Basically, whatever is left actually goes to your nominee. So, for example, if you choose your children, your wife, your husband, your partner, okay. uh, they will get less money because you've been drawing out the money. Right. 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 Uh, the other okay. option is what is called the basic plan. So, the okay. basic plan is, is kind of the alternative mm. where you basically draw, per, choose to draw out less so that with, with the very clear indication that you want to keep that money for your family uh, or, or whoever your nominee is. Okay. Uh, so those are the two big options. The standard plan is the default option. They're introducing the escalating plan, actually. This is a very recent plan where you get progressively more money uh, every year. So your payout increases by 2%. Uh, and basically, um, that, that allows you to basically uh, plan your finances such that over time, you can see more and more money coming in. I see. And
0: That's all, cool.
1: Yeah, and all three of this, all three plans are affected by the sum your the sum in your RA. So the uh, the CPF has three kinds of sums: the basic retirement sum, mm-hmm. which is the lowest; the full retirement sum, which is basically double that number; okay, uh, and the enhanced retirement sum, which is triple that number. Wow. So okay. right now, the basic retirement sum is eighty five. Essentially,
0: these are uh, bands in which uh, the differences in the amount of payout, right? Exactly.
1: Okay. So again, if you want more payout and you calculate it and you think it actually makes sense, top up your ROA such that it is maybe uh, the enhanced retirement sum and you can expect uh, uh, that kind of savings, right. uh, that kind of disbursement. coming. You know out.
0: what? I, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, Rovic, at your age at 25, I mean, retirement is really a long way Right. Ahead, right? I mean, that's like... It's at least, and at least... 65 40, is 40
1: years. 40 years ahead. I mean, what,
0: what do you think... I mean, how do you how do you think people in your age group are going to think about retirement? I mean, it's so far away.
1: Yeah. I mean... I, I, I don't think... So this is the truth, right? Uh, remember how we talked about housing in our right. first episode? Uh, a lot of people were very surprised. And they were like, Oh, are you getting married, Ruffin? Like, why are you starting to look at this? Uh, and I I'm just... Number one, I'm a curious guy. I think okay. that, that's something about me. Right. Uh, but more importantly, I think uh, I want to know what these numbers are so that I don't get caught off guard by them. Okay. And I think that's what I'm seeing based on the commentary online. Mm. And if I keep seeing it, the, the thing I have to ask for myself is, all right, what can I do to stop myself from being caught off guard?
0: Sure. Um, how, do you, how do you think uh, you could possibly... Um, encourage your generation to, I don't know. My important. generation. Yeah, uh, you, oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Talking about my <laughs> I mean,
1: generation.
0: So, I mean, people at your age, like 25, how do you think How do you think they would be convinced about starting for starting to plan, early, for this starting plan
1: for this and being interested in CPF and maybe savings
0: and really do something, doing, doing something about it?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think the key thing is realizing that you have options, mm. right? So, because the CPF kind of happens, actually, Back door, uh, okay. not, well, not back door, but in the background. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, where, where, without thinking about it, you, your money in your paycheck is going. Okay. Uh, unless you're self-employed, in which right. case you have to self-contribute. Right. Uh, but uh, your employer kind of just puts the money in your bank account, mm. uh, your CPF account, and mm. then you could l- literally go on your whole life until you're 65 and never look at your CPF. Account, right. Right. Of course. Uh, unless like you have to buy housing or whatever, uh, mm. and and so It's what, true. I,
0: I, it's true. I, I barely look at my CPF. The, yeah. the, the time that I usually look at it is um, when I'm trying to buy a, a house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like, hey, wait, do I have enough?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so and it goes to show that basically, uh, because it happens in the background, a lot of so people choose not it. to think about it. Right. right? There's right. so many things they already care about in Singapore. Right. Life is it, it's pretty pretty difficult.
0: I suppose that's I, I sort of like how the CPF works because you. Don't exactly feel it, yeah. But it's re- you're already doing it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You you kind of by being a citizen or a PR, you kind of self-opt into. Right. It. Right. Uh, right. If our audience has has a has a reaction to that, let us know. <laughs> uh, I personally could imagine myself as. As, as a much older person or maybe even 18-year-old me would have not been too happy right. about that.
0: I, I totally agree with the fact that, you know, past my 30s, I'm revealing my age, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, some regrets is that I could have saved so much more when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if I had a chance, I would try to save in my 20s as well. Okay, good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you can, that's great. CPF, on the other hand, is if you already got a job, it's going to go in the background. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to really <coughs> play that out for you. Yeah. And and I suppose when that future state, when I'm 65, I suppose I can sit back and still relax and have right. something and really be somewhat comfortable to an yeah. extent.
1: The key thing is you don't want to work at a certain age. Yeah, rather, exactly. uh, you, you can You want to have the option not to work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, if I can totally see myself working way mm. past 65, mm. but but I, I definitely want that option. Right. I don't right. want to be forced to work. Shall we talk about the protection schemes?
0: I mean, we talked yes. about in, uh, retirement. retirement. Now yeah. let's talk about,
1: you know, that whole medisave account. Yeah. yeah. Let's so, talk about protection. Yeah. Right. So there are a couple of different uh, protection schemes. Okay. Uh, one is Elder Shield. Okay. Uh, so this is a severe disability insurance that provides a monthly cash... Payout out uh, for around three hundred to four hundred dollars for up to five to six years, uh, and this is basically for people who are above forty years old, okay so the moment you turn forty right you will basically be automatically enrolled uh, unless you purposely opt out uh, and so remember how we were talking about the medic shield Medisafe having uh, insurance schemes mm-hmm. in as a part of it this is one right. of them uh, there are different things that you have to make uh you necessary to make a claim under the scheme right uh so you need to be able to for example right. so, so this is a
0: claim scheme yes essentially if you can't claim for it you
1: you can you, you can basically can't draw it out, exactly right? yeah. exactly and it's supposed to be uh providing support for the elderly within singapore uh the premiums for it uh between 152 dollars to <laughs> three thousand dollars wow. annually uh, I can expect this to to vary based on on, on profiles, uh, and uh, the premium is unfortunately non guaranteed. So, so that means you you kind of have to to it fluctuates. Yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah, it fluctuates
0: according to the market and, and yeah. I suppose how they determine. And and I think I think the cool thing is you have to qualify for this is really if the el- for example Elder Shield right Elder yeah. Shield is a severe disability insurance that provides monthly cash of $300, 400 dollars, mm-hmm. but you must be able to prove that you are severely disabled to claim yeah. this 300 to farm. You a, must lose um, the
1: ability to perform at least 3 of 6 daily activities. Okay. Washing, dressing, dressing feeding, beating, toileting, toileting, mobility, mobility, right? And transferring. Okay. Yeah, so that means the ability to move from a bed. So any any 3 yeah. of these 6. Yeah, if you can't items. do 3 of them, you automatically qualify for elder shield. Right. Okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah. yeah the other one is called Cash Shield life. Okay. Uh, this is recent. This is actually this year. Mm. Uh, and it will enhance, uh, elder shield, uh, for those aged between 30 and 40. Okay. So, so what does it do? It's the same thing actually. Okay. Uh, it's for a, a, a younger band of people. And this is recognizing that you can be, uh, it's rec- It's creating more safety nets for mm. people who are not necessarily elderly, but definitely in need of support. Um, so, so,
0: cash is for 30 to 40 with the same components, like six things, yeah. three
1: out of six things they can't do. Yeah, and the premiums are different and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I see. Uh, there's also the Dependence Protection Scheme. All right. So, this provides a maximum coverage of 46000 for families to so tie it over the first three years in the event of an insured member's terminal illness oh, mm. or, or TPD, a total mm. permanent disability or death. Mm. Uh, so, this is actually just an insurance scheme. It's again part of a MediSafe. Uh, and uh one that, that that we need to talk about is basically your medi shield
0: mm-hmm. so this
1: is when you go into a hospital um and you need to pay for for yourself the MediShield shield exists right. uh, you can basically top up your medi shield so currently on a medi shield <coughs> you are covered for seaward mm-hmm. in right. hospitals right. so so uh you kind of are covered to a certain amount for for bills and everything okay uh, but if you want to top it up to a b a1 or even a private hospital you can basically uh, existing insurance providers in singapore are right. able to to offer you uh, an additional plan that integrates right with your government protected right. Shield plan right that is called your integrated shield plan right. uh mm-hmm. and that provides you so for example if someone is not so comfortable with sharing his ward his or her ward with so many people. Mm. You can upgrade to an A ward where you are the only person in that ward. Say, well, Rovic, <coughs>
0: you've studied
1: in the US and
0: you've friends from the US as well. How do you think this compares? I mean, we're talking about Shield, yep. right? How do you think that compares to the US way of universal care? Uh,
1: so the US does not have universal care. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it, it, they have an insurance plan. Uh, sorry, they have an insurance called uh universal healthcare, but it doesn't really fulfill actually what universal healthcare is supposed to. Do. Canada, it's a single payer system mm. uh, where actually it represents uh, pretty much what universal healthcare should be like. Right. Uh, the National Health Service in the UK. What is your I think, opinion? I mean, you've been to these countries. What What do you think about the differences, and how do you think,
0: at least in Singapore, how is it administered? Right.
1: Uh, it's a lot of controversy. We can have probably a two-hour debate about this. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it ties down to your, your political opinion as well. If okay. you're more libertarian, if you believe in individual liberty, you kind of also believe that you should kind of have control over your own health care. But
0: how do you um, think, how do you think CPF,
1: Maddie Shield So what I like about yeah. uh, Maddie Shield mm-hmm. is that I know that when I go to a hospital, uh, I'm okay. Okay. Or rather to an extent, I'm going to be okay. All right. Uh, that is the kind of security that, that, and I think with healthcare, can you imagine being in a hospital and you have to reconsider everything that happens because it's a cost decision? So right? that if your doctor so yeah. are supposed
0: to be, uh, your friends in US have to yeah. have this oh, size yeah. of I know I know it.
1: people who uh, and I'm not sure how applicable this is to Medishield, but I know people in the US who when they get injured, they refuse to get an ambulance. They'll call an Uber instead because their ambulance fees take so much time to get claimed uh and mm. and that's a nightmare to think about right and, and that's see. the kind of thing where you don't really want to deal with it so having some kind of assurance i think number one is important right uh and having the government back it mm-hmm. uh is is good uh, the reason why we're not in a single payer system like uh the us sorry like canada and the uk uh we should have a conversation about this healthcare of course a whole podcast episode yeah uh but but the shield is basically something within your CPF that you do pay for and your employer pays for that gives you some level of assurance. Right.
0: You know what? This is so rich. I mean, this topic about CPF and there's so many things to talk about. We aren't even halfway through and we only got 15 minutes left in this show. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe let's race through and try to cover the points and then we'll get to the juicy part. The controversies? Con- yeah. Not really the controversies, but really what exactly are the mechanisms okay. for how the CPF actually returns everything. Yep. But let's go into the investment, investments, or maybe housing as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, they're both kind
1: of investments. Mm-hmm. are <laughs> they based on our first episode? That's how you look at a home. <laughs> is housing an asset or a liability? Check out yeah. our first episode. <laughs> uh, well, housing. So like we said, uh, you can use the ordinary account saving to purchase a home under CPF housing schemes. Okay. So again, you need to be most of the time a Singapore citizen right. uh, or a PR in order to access uh, these schemes uh and basically or you can access private property under the residential property scheme uh, mm-hmm. cpf savings can be used for full or partial payment of the property and the service monthly housing payments right so uh if you're a home buyer and you take a bank loan uh you have to pay the first five percent of the down payment in cash uh but otherwise uh you can basically rely on your cpf yeah uh and if a flat is purchased under the public housing scheme with your cpf then you also uh, have to buy a mortgage insurance under the home protection scheme. Right, um, right, right So we kind of talked about stuff like this within our public housing episode mm-hmm. Definitely recommend you to check it out, right? Uh, but the important thing is that you can basically use your CPF savings to pay uh, for, for housing That's cool. Uh, for investment um, You can invest uh, amounts in your ordinary account under the CPF investment scheme mm-hmm. or uh, amounts in your special account uh but that is also kind of tied towards retirement based products right 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 Uh, and uh, you can invest in stuff like insurance unit trust exchange traded funds fixed deposits bonds Mm. and treasuries Mm. uh bonds and treasury bills shares property funds and gold uh if you want to understand what all these are i recommend you find a financial agent uh if we already told you just read it up yeah online so
0: rich i mean online you can really find out how exactly you can Mobilize your ordinary and special account to do some investments.
1: Exactly, but if you
0: just want to sit back and relax and really, do, you know what? It's already returning. Yeah, two point five percent on ordinary and four percent on that for exactly. The Those, so account. this
1: is for people who are a bit more who have a higher risk appetite. Exactly. within the CPF mm. ecosystem, there is a, a catch. Uh, you can only invest monies in excess of twenty thousand in your OA. Mm. And forty thousand in your essay. I see. So I can't invest also, any amount oh, yet because I, I just started getting paid. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe it will in take a while. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are basically uh, the only conditions for early withdrawal okay. uh, of CPF are uh, if you renounce your citizenship. Oh. Okay. You leave Singapore. Uh, if you die. Right. Uh, or. Uh, there are conditional partial withdrawals for those who are certified permanently unfit for able, work, uh, such as if you're oh, physically see. or mentally incapacitated. incapacitated right? I see. So,
0: oh, okay. Uh, the last one's pretty pretty reassuring. I yeah. Mean, you can really do some withdrawal already if you have, you're really unfit for work. I mean, I mean yeah, because survival. you
1: wouldn't be able to work. Interestingly,
0: right? there's another point that we need to talk is that
1: Malaysians
0: who are at least 50 years old and residing in West Malaysia can
1: also withdraw their whole amount as well. it's an interesting yeah uh, one as well right uh, I wouldn't know why uh, but <coughs> yeah. seems like yeah yeah so like we said before you can apply for an exemption uh, for your retirement sum mm. if you have your own life annuity bought using cash mm. uh, so that amount should be equal or above the fully monthly payout right you're a pensioner mm. so you have maybe a company pension system that is giving you monthly pensions right. uh, equal or above the monthly payout, right. or you file some kind of special uh, case, which will get reviewed, uh, and it's a case by case basis. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So this is essentially if you already have an existing annuity system yep. that already pays you and pays for your pension or pays your uh, pays
1: your uh, <coughs> retirement. Then you don't really need to. You're right, and it, it goes back to the CPA purpose of what CPF is. Yeah. The purpose of the CPF is to give you money in your retirement. Right. Uh, if you have something to prove, hey, I'm getting money. Yeah. Uh, this CPF account is actually my backup account. Yeah. Uh, I want to access that money. The, the CPF will be like, okay. Oh, okay. Like we're not going to stop you because you seem to have prepared for your retirement. Right. Well. <laughs> right. So, so again, I, I I think a lot of people need to go back. Uh, to the to the intention behind this, uh, I, one of the key things about the CPF that I'm learning uh, is that it doesn't really do a good job of making clear what's happening. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah,
0: we mentioned that it was pretty complex yeah. to navigate this
1: entire system. Exactly, they they I think Gov.sg and and CPF. I, I've seen a lot of ads uh, and like if you go around bus stops. I and, think when we
0: did this and yeah. I was like sifting through the the information, it was like. Pretty complex as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah,
1: ads are complex, right? I'll be looking at the SMRT, the bus stop ads, and I'll be like, wait, I don't understand this. I need to go Google it even more, right? And I think it takes for granted that a lot of financial information is actually complex, mm. right? And so, uh, financial, like, uh, the ability to understand financial, financial literacy, that's the word I'm mm. looking for, is something that a lot of people don't actually develop naturally. Sure. You kind of have to go out and find that. True. Uh, but really necessary skill, I would say so, yeah. yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: But unfortunately, I, I suppose that's that's why people get put off about trying to find out what exactly is happening in, in, in their accounts. And, and I, I can understand
1: the frustration, yeah. right? Imagine you have all this money locked up. You don't know what's going on. Mm. You have an idea of what could be. Uh, and then and then you try to go online and you're like, I'm still confused. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Now, thanks for that whole lot of explanation about how CPF is sure, sure. and what exactly it's about but let's talk about something that really some people that's going around I mean people really want to know what's going on with their CPF yeah right um, and I think one of the the news that came up was that why are we extending the age for CPF withdrawal or increase the minimum retirement sum right right and I think this is quite at the core of CPF a lot of, It's driven some levels of annoyance some people are really taking uh, took to I suppose at um, in, in the Speaker's Corner in Singapore. I, I saw it, that, right? yeah, yeah. There was the
1: Return My CPF. Exactly,
0: that's... exactly. Yeah. So why exactly is this happening? So I, I quote from The Straits Times, right, and why this may be contributing to um, this phenomenon is right. uh, Mrs. Uh, Josephine Teoh, one of the ministers, right, said one in two Singaporeans age 65 today is expected to live beyond 85. Wow. Right? And one in three will live beyond 90.
1: So, half <laughs> live beyond 85 uh, and, and one-third live beyond 90. Yeah.
0: And this means that people will spend longer in retirement. Right. And so, we'll need more savings. Who do you
1: think between the two of us is going to live beyond 85? Uh, I have no idea.
0: I, I have no idea. I, I want to live forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, people need to save more during their working years, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And yeah. of course, I think people are asking, why is it that the retirement age is increasing? And why is it that women's sums are increasing? And so, it's, it, it is really... Uh, because people are living longer
1: right and 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 think about it right anything that is not covered by your savings scheme Mm. is basically going to be covered by a welfare scheme probably so uh, there are more safety nets out there or rather there there should be more safety nets out there for example if you are uh financially needy uh, or or you are in a difficult circumstance, mm. there are social service schemes out there that you can tap into, but that is finances that are funded by taxes, mm. right? right. Uh, and so rather than do that, it's trying to shift more of the uh, share some of the weight with, with citizens.
0: Right, right. Um, and of course, people say return me my CPF, but where exactly is the CPF going? I mean, how are we getting this 2.5% and 4% returns, right? Right. So, how, how is this mechanism? that we get these earnings, right? And it's yeah. guaranteed, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So let's talk about how uh, CPF monies is being invested okay. by the government. Open and open, the,
1: open, the black box. Yeah, me, really. exactly.
0: And what does the government do with right. monies, right? So let me just try to, let me try to just breeze through this. In the next seven minutes, we've got the questions. Make it simple. <laughs> All right. So CPF monies are invested by the CPF board in the special Singapore government security. So just remember this, it's called the SSGS special Singapore government securities, okay. okay? They are issued and guaranteed by the Singapore government, okay? So CPF monies are basically invested by CPF board into this thing called SGS, okay, okay in short. This ar- arrangement assures that the CPF board will be able to pay its members all their monies when due and the interest that it commits to pay on CPF accounts. Right. right. Okay, I, I just want to go ahead. No CPF monies actually go towards government spending. Right. right, this is purely investment. Right, so we have a, we have really essentially all our spending, our tax spending, uh, all our spendings from government actually is generated from some form of tax or returns or yeah. certain certain other mechanisms, but not the CPF. Right, so government borrowings, whether through what we talk about the SSGS or this component called the SGS. Um, Cannot be used to fund expenditure, right? And that's mandated, right? Under the reserves protection framework enacted in 1990 in the Constitution and Government Securities Act, the monies raised from government borrowings cannot be spent, hmm. right? So this money is actually protected purely for the interest of returning, right? To uh to uh
1: to people who contributed to this, right? Right. But, so but who invests? Who touches that money? Though? Right.
0: Let's let's talk about this and. Uh, let's talk about this uh, this thing called gic all, all right? right so the proceeds from an ssgs insurance are invested by the government via uh, the monetary authority of singapore mas and yeah. uh, gic which is the government uh, government incorporated okay yeah. corp okay i'm going to get the specifics but essentially it is MES and gic yep and and of course just invest the investor proceeds from the market-based Singapore government securities, SGS, all right?
1: GIC is a government of Singapore investment corporation. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a you sovereign so wealth fund. Yeah. It's a sovereign wealth fund.
0: So the GIC actually invests CPM monies uh, on behalf of the CPA board. Yeah. Right. And essentially, they are the way they invest and the returns they receive will actually go to our interest returns as right, well. Right, right. So that's essentially where your money or money is actually going.
1: So, but the SSGS is separate from the SGS, right? Right. The SGS Singapore government security. So CPF, uh, money is invested in special Singapore government security. Right. And then there's Singapore government security. And these are market-based, right? You can, I can go and buy. Singapore Exactly.
0: Exactly. So SSGS. Is where they will lump the CPF exactly. Yep. SGS is where you go directly and buy cash, right, exactly. or something like this. Exactly. Yeah. So, so these are two different components, and they are and they are divided, yep. right? And so that so that essentially we can then guarantee that this is used solely for this purpose, yep. right? So, um, the I mean the government doesn't really specify whether the assets are encumbered uh, or unencumbered, nor state the proportions. I think this is some level of secrecy. Uh, or rather, some components in which it's yep. they are unable to reveal to the public, right. but we do know this is at least a mechanism that's, that's being done, right? Right. So prior to the formation of GIC, it was MES as central bank that managed a, uh, these assets, and investment of the assets was keep was in keeping with the traditional approach of central banks, mm-hmm. okay? With large allocations of liquid and low risk instruments. So after GIC was formed in one thousand, nine hundred and eighty one, the assets were progressively transferred from MES to GIC for management. So GIC subsequently later yep. managed our entire uh, portfolio for us, and, and that's because
1: that's the GIC's mandate. It's it's a sovereign wealth fund. Mm. Its goal is to increase wealth. Mm. Whereas the MAS, its kind of focus, core focus is actually mm. uh, much more about financial, like currency management right. and all that other kind of right. stuff.
0: And and I think, I mean, we talk about Reunung, right? Yeah. And, and all these different things. And remember, the SSGS is CPF, correct? You're right. And I think the government has declared that the SSGS proceeds have not passed to Tomasic for management right tamasic for those who don't know it's actually Tomasic holdings it's really a holding company uh under the government or under mas right that is really helping uh the country hold certain government-linked companies yep right so this this is exactly what Tomasic holdings is exactly right and no and what they're saying is that no monies from uh from the cpf or the ssgs actually is being handed over to Tomasic.
1: yeah right and 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 just to give some context about the Roinian controversy if you right. go online and read the blog we won't talk too much about it mm-hmm. uh, but basically his uh, claim was that the money that was going to CPI was basically part of this elaborate con right. scheme that key people within the singapore government were doing to kind of accrue well for themselves right because Tomasic uh, Holdings, has certain key people linked to certain key people in government, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he tried to paint this whole map. Uh, it does look convincing mm. if you don't really have this information that we right. just shared. Right. Uh, but once you read all of this and you you trust that, that, that there are more people than just the key uh, characters that uh says definitely that, that are actually watching each other. Definitely.
0: Um, and just to pull out from GIC's website so that we know how exactly are they paid right to manage the CPF funds. Right? So I, I think they're following a uh, sort of like a fund manager traditional model of, right. of, of uh, uh, managing the funds right so this is from GIC's site okay uh, yeah. what's the relationship between GIC and the government right so GIC is a private company wholly owned by the government of Singapore uh, it does not own the assets that they manage, and are paid a fee as a fund manager looking after Singapore's foreign reserves that are assigned yep. to their care. So essentially, they are being paid a fee of whatever is the performance of that fund, mm-hmm. right? Or rather, whatever is happening to the fund, right? The government, which is represented by the Ministry of MOF, right, Ministry of Finance, in its dealings with GIC, neither directs nor interfere in the company's investment decisions. right, It holds the board accountable for the overall portfolio performance. Although the government owned and managed uh, Singapore uh, Singapore's reserves, the relationship with the government between GIC and the government is that of a fund manager to a client. Right. Yeah. So this is exactly what's happening right now. GIC is actually operating as an independent body, investing those monies for that return and making, making sure they're accountable to... The ministry of finance right
1: but the cpf board ultimately has to choose a portfolio or rather approve the portfolio right it has to and it's held, held basically they are the go-to accountability right if anything screws up
0: right definitely yeah so i think this really sums up our today what we're going to be talking about cpf i think there's so much more information that we could go through so but, much dude <laughs> and uh, and i think if you spend the time uh, to we could probably it. do
1: a whole episode on SSGS, SGS, wow. what is GIC. Right. <laughs>
0: but we, I, I think that that just gives a little sprinkle about right. um, e commerce perceptions about how CPF has been directed, yep. uh, what CPF exactly is, why it's structured in the way it does. Right. People, you can get hints of the idea of what exactly CPF does for the population in exactly. Singapore.
1: And, yeah. and And if you've just been joining us recently, uh, make sure that you read up that's one of the things that we've been saying read up go online ask questions uh and if you're confused ask people that can provide you answers i'm going to be asking willie a lot of questions uh i'm
0: going to ask you a lot of questions as oh well. my god yeah.
1: uh but but uh listen to our podcast again uh, when we publish it and, and see see if there's anything more that you want to you want to find out about right uh but but i think that's that's all we have that's all we have today uh, i mean
0: Definitely, I, I really enjoyed this topic
1: today. I was yeah. so chatty today. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in the mood, and like like I said, like CPF is something that I'm still trying to discover. Grapple. Right, mm-hmm. right. And the moment I have uh, certain choices available for me, I want to be able to maximize those choices. Right.
0: You know, just the last minute, I would just say that I think that young people, are trying to grapple with what CPF is, even the older generation, are trying to grapple. With what exactly is CPF about, and mm. how is how it goes. On as well and I think there's a lot sort of confusion but people are trying to understand this thing that they're putting your money into exactly yeah it really takes time to do it so maybe some resources that I could share with people is that maybe just check out um, gov- gov.sg for well, most of these uh, information or how the CPF if the government is very transparent or tries to be transparent in trying to discuss where or, these things are fluid. Yeah,
1: and if you don't trust them ask them the questions right. ask them difficult questions and, mm. and they will probably be able to answer you exactly I, I, I yeah, I don't want to I don't want to sound like I am standing on one side or the other but but I think one thing that I've learned is if you have if you really don't trust people ask them difficult questions sure. and you'll see and you'll see the how truth. they
0: yeah, yeah. maybe they'll actually surprise you and get, actually give you an answer. Exactly. All right. And that's all we have for today and uh, I think I really enjoyed myself today. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a
1: really good <laughs> session. Uh I yeah, we have I've definitely enjoyed doing all of these episodes with you mm. uh and then where is this episode five now i think so wow five yeah we should do a 10-year uh, anniversary uh 10 10 episode anniversary and do some
0: 10-year nice <laughs> anniversary yeah. <laughs> oh, No, I'm, I'm looking forward to that yeah maybe by then my cpf monies were really accumulated hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> all, all right. right today all right see you guys my name is willie i'm rovic see you I'm in the I... next episode yep. of sg explain see ya